You're listening to the Create Yourself podcast, episode number seven. A greater sense of self-worth, greater enjoyment in life and in activities, freedom from self-doubt, freedom from fear, anxiety, social anxiety, and overall less stress, more energy and motivation to act. Have a more enjoyable time interacting with other people at social gatherings. If this list sounds like something you want in your life, then keep listening. Self-confidence. This phrase either fills you with longing for more or comfort with your current position in life. It's something that is always changing with your life. So that means you need to always be working on it. Today, let's work together to get you that confidence you deserve. Before we get started, I wanted to say Happy New Year and thank you so much for being so amazing by leaving reviews, being a member, and sharing this show with others. Not sure how you can do that? Well, leave a review through your favorite podcast app. If there are no reviews, how about you just take that screenshot of this episode right now and share it on social media. Make sure you tag me in it so I can give you a shout out. And being a member through patreon.com slash Sarah Figley helps me keep these episodes coming. Let's get to it. Hello, gorgeous. I'm so excited to chat with you today. You're listening to the Create Yourself podcast. I believe that life isn't about finding yourself, but creating yourself. I'm your host, Sarah Fegley, and I'm here to help you create your life through positivity, self-confidence, and self-care. Keep listening for all of the best tips and tricks to get you through this crazy thing called life and make a few friends along the way. Hate commercials? Want exclusive content? Wish you could be the first to listen? Head over to patreon.com slash for all of that and more. You'll be glad you did. That's patreon.com slash There are a lot of overlapping terms when it comes to confidence. Self-confidence, optimism, self-esteem, compassion, and self-efficacy. We're going to look at a little bit of each of these, what they are, how they affect you, and go from there. Guys, this stuff is no longer the sideshow. It is the main event. First up, self-efficacy is an individual's beliefs about their capacity to influence the events of their own lives or about your capabilities to handle your future situations. We can call this our future-looking belief. This has a major impact on how you approach your goals, tasks, and challenges. Next is self-esteem. This often rests on ideas about an individual's worth or worthiness. We can call this our present beliefs. Three components to self-esteem are that it is an essential need and it is vital for survival and a normal, healthy development. Next, it arises automatically from within based on a person's beliefs in consciousness. It also occurs in conjunction with a person's thoughts, behaviors, feelings, and actions. 
High self-esteem is associated with better health, better social life, protection against mental disorders and social problems, successful coping, and a mental well-being. Next is optimism. So this is a person who expects the most favorable outcome from a given situation. Optimism is more of a question of our interpretation of situations. Optimism is the sense that everything will work out, while confidence is, I can make this work. Many of us would like to have a higher self-confidence, but struggle to overcome insecurity, fear, and negative self-talk, and that is where self-compassion comes in. This may come to a shock to most people, but having compassion for yourself is no different than having compassion for others. You notice that they are suffering, you feel moved by their suffering, so your heart responds to their pain, and having compassion also means that you offer understanding and kindness to others when they fail or make mistakes, rather than judging them harshly. When you realize that suffering, failure, and imperfection is part of the shared human experience, you can start being compassionate. And we all need to start being compassionate with ourselves more. So instead of mercilessly judging and criticizing yourself for various inadequacies or shortcomings, self-compassion means you are kind and understanding when confronted with personal failings. After all, who said that you were supposed to be perfect? Confidence is not what we once believed. It It's not simply feeling good about yourself, saying you're great or perfect as you are. Confidence is the stuff that turns thoughts into action. It is what turns our thoughts into judgments about what we're capable of, and then it transforms those judgments into actions. So I've read a bunch of scientific studies on confidence and pretty much they all found that confidence trumps IQ when it comes to success because when people are confident that they are good at something regardless of how good they actually are they display a lot of nonverbal behavior that sets them at a higher social status and I'm talking about true self-confidence not faked No matter how much bravado you muster, most people can detect BS whether they realize it or not. And also, you can't have too much confidence and a low competence. But most women do not have that problem. When we aren't confident, we don't succeed like we should. Confidence is the way we meet our circumstances, whether they are wondrous and wonderful or really hard and difficult. Our genetics, schooling, upbringing, society, looks, all factor in and affect our confidence. Now, even though all of this stuff factors into how confident you are, it turns out that life choices can override all of these. Research shows that we can literally change our brains in ways that affect our thoughts and behavior at any age. So when I say confidence, a choice, I mean it's a choice we can make to act, to do, or to decide. Some big killers of self-confidence are not thinking you're competent. So compared with men, 
women don't consider ourselves ready for promotions. We predict we'll do worse on tests. We flat out tell researchers in big numbers that we just don't feel confident at our jobs. And guys, mastery isn't about being the best person, the best mom, the best runner, the best anything. The resonance of mastery is in the process and the progress. It is about work and learning to develop an appetite for challenge. Mastery means encountering hurdles. You won't always overcome them, but you won't let them stop you from trying. Another killer of self-confidence is overthinking. Ladies, I don't even think I need to explain this. We all know we do it. It is a huge problem that we face. Whether you are laying in bed to get up to go to the gym, but then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my neck kind of feels funny. I slept on it wrong. And then you just psych yourself out and next thing you know, you can't even make it because it's too late. Or you think about a situation a little too much. Maybe you even put it in on Google and the next thing you know, you think you might be dying. All of these things are a huge killer to our self-confidence because we keep second-guessing our decisions. Another big thing that women have a problem with is perfection. Perfection is your standard and you will never fully be confident because the bar is always set impossibly high and you will inevitably and routinely feel inadequate. Women are so keen to get everything just right that we are terrified of getting something wrong. But if we don't take risks, we'll never reach that next level. Confidence requires hard work, substantial risk, determined persistence, and sometimes bitter failure. Building it demands regular exposure to all of these things. Next is people-pleasing. Whether you are saying yes to every opportunity, even though you know you don't know how you're going to have time for any of it, or you're also worried about that perfection that we talked about just now, and it makes us worried about what other people are going to think. It is a huge problem that I see with a lot of women, and it gets to the point where their lives revolve around pleasing other people. And it comes to the point where they don't even, aren't even taking care of themselves anymore. And that is a huge killer to your self-confidence because you're not focused on yourself, you're focused on other people, and then you're comparing yourself to other people. And it brings everything around full circle and it just does not work. Next is your self-image. So this international study that I read, it shows that 90% of all women want to change at least one aspect of their physical appearance. Guys, that is just ridiculous because nine times out of 10, the thing that you guys are self-conscious of, nobody else even knows. They can't even realize it. And did you know that 81% of 10-year-old girls are afraid of being fat? Now, that just goes to show that we in our society as a whole focus on 
on that aspect and that needs to change but also that moms are talking to themselves in the mirror you guys they are listening to you when you are criticizing yourself they are listening to you and they are learning that habit and it shows because only two percent of people from this study actually think they are beautiful and i'm going to tell you right now you are beautiful i don't care you're gonna you don't even see me but i don't care you are beautiful And we all need to start being more positive on our self-talk, which we will get to. So our own obsession with our physical appearance is just draining our confidence. Next, a problem that we have is dwelling on our past failures, bad experiences, etc. Most women think that their abilities are fixed. So you might think that you're either good or bad at a task. So math, you're good at bad or finances. You're good or bad at driving, anything like that. Women tend to take on to these challenges less than men do because of their past experiences. It could be leadership, entrepreneurship, public speaking, asking for raises, financial investment, or even just parking your car. Women tell themselves there is no point in trying because their past failure proves themselves they aren't good enough. Results of these inactions are when we hesitate because we aren't sure, even by skipping a few questions on a test, we hold ourselves back. Guys, this matters. But when we do act, even when we're forced to act, to answer any question or to ask for that raise, we do just as well as the men. So guys, that's where this confidence comes in because it's just turning your thoughts into your actions and we need to stop second guessing ourselves. Confidence requires this growth mindset because believing that skills can be learned leads to doing new things. It encourages the risk and it supports resilience when we fail. And this is all a huge part of growing your confidence is the risk and the failing because you learn so much. So in the most basic terms, what we need to do is start acting, risking, and failing and stop mumbling, apologizing, and perverting. I hope this episode helps you see that a healthy sense of self-confidence is not something that we achieve once and then just have for the rest of our lives. This is going to be a process. One that I hope you see the importance and depth of, and I look forward to walking through this self-development journey with you. Until next time. What were some of your favorite tips? Head over to the Create Yourself community and let everyone know so you can get connected with others who are also just starting while getting advice from those who have been there, done that. For show notes and more, head over to www.sarahfegley.com. If there's someone you know who could benefit from this, invite them to join in. The more the merrier. Talk to you soon.